Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 99 of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. We have three segments for you this week. Uh, kicking things off, we have Alex and Don talking about the Japanese eShop title, Darumeshi Sports Shop, a Nintendo published sports game, which sounds pretty wild. Uh, after that, Alex, Josh, and Danny break down all the Pokemon news that came out last week, including the new Wii U game, as well as the new anime series. And after that, Zach, the other Zach, and Andrew talk about the recent re-release of DuckTales. Enjoy. Hey everybody, Alex Kalafi here, and I am joined by Don Koopman. Hey Don. Hey. Hey, um... So today we are going to be talking about a new eShop game on the Japanese eShop called Darumeshi Sports Shop. It is a free-to-play game, it is a sports minigame collection, but what makes this minigame collection interesting is that it is both published and developed internally at Nintendo. So Don has played it, and over the next uh, 20 minutes or so, I am going to pick his brain about it. So tell me, Don... What's this all about? So the setup for this game is that you you play as your me, and you enter the sports shop, sports shop won by Inochi Duramesi, which is a ten-year-old dog, which is like fifty years in human in human years. So he welcomes you to the shop and gives you like a boiled egg, which is his favorite food, uh, which which I come back to later. Um, so he's in a bad place. Um, his wife left him. His store is failing. His children no longer want to play his beloved sport of baseball. Is this instead, all, like, part of the story? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead, instead, they all choose to play inside. So, but Inochi had an idea. He went to Huntendo. Mm-hmm. I like it. To get a 4DS. Yeah. <laughs> and get some baseball games to sell. All right. And these baseball games look suspicious like Famicom cartridges. Mm-hmm. Um, so he then then he tells you to start raising one of his ten kids, and the 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 the, the names differ, but they all look exactly the same. And like you start off because the 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 down, initial download is free. Um, you get a free demo of like the first one of the ten games to try, um, in which you. Try to hit the ba- try to hit the ball with the baseball bat and try to do this as best as you possibly can. Um, and like the total, you have like six trenches in the demo, but like every single game has like fifty, so you just get a very small taste of it. Um, and every single like row of five levels has a different approach to them, although they remain in the same style. Um, so that's how you start off, and you play those six challenges, and they are interesting enough, but you you can't do anything else with them. Um, so you go back to the store, and you get some stuff out of it. You get, like, boiled eggs and a few items, and you think, what the hell do I do with these? So you go back to the store, and you are... You'll find out that every single game in that store, like all 10 games, are 400 yen each. Initially. Uh, because if you give the dog items, um, and the correct items, and you can negotiate with them, he will drop the price. So you can haggle your digital, like, physical price that you pay, like, real yeah. money with? Yeah. Wow. Okay, how far can you get that price down to? Well, I'm guessing you can't get free games out of it. You can't get free games, but I, I came close to 100 yen. Okay. Which is quite impressive. Um, or really mad in some fashion, I don't know. Um, so for for some games, it, it, you can only use like items to persuade him, like uh, a nose hair trimmer, like a little scissors to trim his nose hair. Or give him some flowers to give like a to a to a beautiful lady, and then at specific other games, and this only happens after like you purchased a game, uh, you can earn coupons which can like directly lower the price of the game. So again, this is separated. So some games use the coupons, some games use the items. So at the games of the coupons, um, there's an option to 
slice the price in half, um, drop it like by 100 yen, uh, by 50, by 30, drop it by 30%, and you can use up to two or three coupons at a time. Okay, so it's a free-to-play game. It's got uh, quite a bit of humor. You can use the coupons to get discounts on these baseball games. But yes. what are the actual baseball games? Like, what are these mini-games? What are you doing in these games? Like, not all ten, but just a few examples. Well, I only purchased a few of them because it, it's hard to negotiate. So, um, one of the games that I got... Um, uses actually like the motion controls actually two of them i bought uh, the first is um you throw the ball to several targets and you have to aim with your nintendo 3ds um, up and down to get your aim right and shoot it at the target and sometimes they move sometimes they just go further in the distance there are different challenges here and there and uh, there's also a separate challenge then where you have to hit panels and these panels also come become progressively harder um, another section of that mini game you just use the buttons and use the baseball bat to hit several targets in a stadium so there's some differentiation in every, every game as well um, um, and if you because these coupons and items are collected for stamps but what is also collected for stamps is additional like game types so if you get far enough with your stamps and your challenges um, you can t- unlock two different separate um, endless modes in every single like game you purchase so these mini games they do sound pretty simple um and there's 10 of them right yeah okay um, so, so uh, another sele- selection that is there is that this is a really weird one so you move around and this is best to sit like in like an office chair you Move around with the 3DS to hit a ball at, like, your baseball bat. Mm-hmm. And you move up the 3DS system to throw the ball high, hole higher into the sky, and you move, have to move about to, like, keep it on your baseball at all times. Um, yeah. It, it, it's an insanely weird minigame, but they do some different stuff with it. And there's another one where you control two batters at the same time and throw stuff back and forth. In one of them, you have to juggle like your four balls and one to one another. In another one, uh, shooting stars. And the differentiation between like every section of the several mini games is very interesting, and they're very cool. Uh, but they keep the same simple concept. Okay, so the games, just like from your descriptions, they sound pretty simplistic. They sound maybe akin to something I would find in the 3DS Mario and Sonic game. So let me ask you this. So let's say you buy all ten of these games. You get Darumeshi as a complete package. You yes. end up spending somewhere between 1,000 yen and 4,000 yen, possibly, to get all of these games. Is it worth it for that price? Like, is how is this stuff? The games in itself are actually, like, pretty challenging, so I don't say, like, they're bad quality or anything. Mm-hmm. Um but they are hit and miss, so you have to find for yourself which ones are interesting. Because they give you a broad description of, like, every single game. So you so you don't feel cheated if you bought a game, because you knew what you were getting beforehand. And they also tell you about the different stations in every minigame. So they are very specific of, of what you get. Um, so I... I, I Personally, I felt that I, from the games that I personally purchased, that I got some good value out of them because they became like, if like initial set of like fifty challenges which introduce you to the game, and then they throw like the other half at you. Um, no, if first are twenty five challenges, then they throw the other half at you, which are way more challenging and uh, throw additional concepts into the mix. So mm-hmm. there's always something fresh in there in those fifteen challenges, but. If they're worth it, it depends on what you just just are getting. And let me tell you, they, they just tell you. So there's no worries if you feel ripped off because, again, you knew what you were getting. Okay, so how much time would you be spending in each of these minigames? Like, like how much time overall? What, what are you getting for your 400 yen lengthwise? So you have these 50 challenges, which are pretty damn challenging. And it's I 50 got... challenges for each of these games. Yeah, and two endless modes. Okay, what kind of what separates these like different challenge levels from each other? 
so the, the different challenges from one another is that every row of five challenges introduces another concept in like the same like idea. Okay. Um, so the first five initial challenges will always like introduce you to the concept itself. For they become challenging, and they will give you a broad idea. Um, the second one, for example, with like moving the bed about with the motion controls. In the second row of challenges, I had to hit, keep hitting the ball for like a 90 degrees angle, then a 180 degrees angle, then a full 360 degrees angle. They became pretty intense. Um, so they every single time they throw something new at you, which um, for these concepts seems like almost impossible, but somehow they manage it. And that's the most interesting thing about it because I, I was never, I could never say that I was not, not having fun because I had, but some of them just became just insane. Mm-hmm. Difficulty wise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so going back to the, to what we were talking about before, how much time would you get out of the 400 yen you're spending with the 50 challenges and such? I think I got out of like one one game which I completed almost fifty challenges of. Like I missed one or two, um, two to two and a half hours. Okay, so that's not horrible. Yeah, um, I mean it was mostly struggling through a few, but I had a lot of fun with them. Um, Does it get repetitive? I, again, no, because again they throw always new like a new curve at you. Mm. Because initially, when I first started the game, I was like, these 50 challenges are just going to be the same concept, are they? And and no, every single like row of challenges, they want you to show you something different. Um, and if you like purchase, like I think, two or three games, um, you get an f- additional free demo, so you can try another game as well. So you have to earn your demos by buying other games? Yeah. That's kind of weird. Like, I feel like... They should just offer demos for all the ten games right up front if they're going to charge you as a free-to-play game. I think that has more to do with the concept that they are using. Uh, because, again, it's a free-to-play game where you try to persuade the owner to let you buy the games for less. So, at the end, you you can buy games for like 100, 100 yen if you're really smart enough. But like it, like giving all ten games a demo would kind of defeat the purpose of like, um, not knowing what to expect. So you the think end. the surprise is part of the fun, even though it might uh, put you at a disadvantage as a consumer. It, it it might totally backfire on you, but at the same time, um, I I didn't know what to expect of some of these games, and when I started playing them, it was actually more pleasantly surprised because I will be totally honest I don't have much with baseball yep. because again I'm more of a European football guy um, but I was really engaged by those minigames especially like the the one with the two uh, batters and uh, the where I had to move the bat around they were surprisingly addictive um, so no the, 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 the concept in itself is actually pretty interesting Okay, so just quickly before we move on, are you actually going to stick with this game? Like, are you going to be playing this for a while, or is this something, like, is this just a Nintendo novelty that you'll play for a little while and then just move along after playing for a while? I think it will be, for me it's currently still a novelty because I bought one or two, like, two games Mm-hmm. And and tried like two other ones, and I, I'm currently enjoying myself. And if I feel the n- need of like purchasing something quick, I will possibly just buy another one of them, um, because these are like simple, easy challenges which I can just pick up and play. Um, and progressing far enough again, let me allow to play those games for like for endless, uh, which is which isn't bad in any other fashion. Um, and next to that, I can always change myself because there are, I believe, like spot pass leaderboards, and you can exchange data for street pass as well. So, all right. So moving on a bit, um, this is, I think, we can both agree by this point, a very 
bizarre game, especially for Nintendo to release. Because yeah. not only is it free to play, which uh, they haven't done much of, if much at all, uh, you can earn coupons to lower the price of these mini games, which is a crazy idea to me. You, the game has this almost WarioWare Rhythm Heaven esque level of humor to it. On top of that, do you think this is one of those games that's just going to hang out and stay in Japan? Uh, or do you think that this is going to come over in as a free-to-play game in the Americas and Europe and so-and-so? Like, is this I going to be localized, do you think? I think it could work in Japan and Europe. Mm -hmm. I mean, America and Europe. I think those those regions could definitely work. So it's, it's more of a thing like they shouldn't make like a too big a deal out of it. They should just release it and see where it goes, just with like with those new Street Pass games. Maybe maybe one of those uh, little announcements during one of the quarterly Nintendo Directs, where they announce everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, th I think it could work. I I think it's 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 it remains like an interesting concept in itself, and I think like some people will get like a hang of out of it, and other people will be like. I'm not interested in this at all. Why are people interested in this? Mm -hmm. um, so it's like a half and half situation. Um, you might be totally addicted to it, like after playing one or two games, like I am, mm -hmm. or you might be like totally bored after playing for a couple of minutes, like nah, this is not for me. See ya. Yeah. Um. So let me ask you this then: Do you think it will be localized? Uh, will is is. That's a difficult word. Yeah. Uh, one, two. I I want to see how it would work out in Europe, in America. I just would want to see it. Um, but it's possibly not a great idea to actually ask me for my opinion on that fashion, because then all the all the weird things would come out of Japan to Europe um, and America. But um, no, I I think that this concept works. I think that. It's an interesting idea. They should try it. Um, I think the games in itself are fun, simple games enough to maybe people can be convinced to purchase them. So so there is a half-and-half situation there. Um, and next to that as well, um, there is a Japanese like website for it, which you can see like all 10 games on. So maybe for people who are interested in them, I will maybe try to include in the show notes. Um, there is a website where you can just see like what all 10 games are pretty much about with a video and such, so that will give you like additional information. Okay, that's really interesting. So last thoughts on the game, Don. Uh, so you really like it. Just, just summarize the game in just a few words. It is one of the weirdest things I have played in centuries, but mm -hmm. that, that doesn't really make it the worst thing I've played. I think just try it and see if it if it works for you. If a Japanese 3DS around you, try, just try the demo. It's it's free, of course. There's nothing like hindering you of like giving it a go. Um, but the de ten games on its own are just they're just all ten different things on on like the the baseball concept, and they are insanely weird. But at the same time. That's what that makes them so interesting in the first place. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just look up some videos and see if it is for you. That's all I can say. Perfect. So I think that'll do it. Uh, thanks for joining me, Don. No problem. Excellent. So uh, I will see you guys in another week. Um, if you're interested in the game, feel free to respond to the talkback thread. I'm sure if you have any questions, Don will poke around and see if he can help yeah. you out. Um, so, don't, like, quote me on this, but I'm possibly just going to buy all ten games and review it. Oh, that would be excellent. So, maybe look forward to that if this doesn't get edited out of the segment. And I'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye.
Hey everybody, Alex Kulafi here, and with me this week talking about some various Pokemon news is Joshua Max. How's it going, everybody? And Danny Bivens. Hey! So, the format of this segment is generally going to be fast and loose. Uh, there's been a lot of new Pokemon news lately with uh, Pokemon Game Show in Japan, with the demos going around, with all this other stuff. So we're going to cover a few of the big stories that have been going on around the world. First up, uh, the big one, because it's very relevant right now, is that there is a Pokemon X and Y demo that is currently going on at Gamescom. There was one at the Pokemon Game Show that Danny Bivens played and will be talking about at some point on the Famicast. Woo! And, yeah, and uh, at PAX Prime from August 30th, to September 2nd, there will also be an English demo of Pokemon X and Y. Um, I think it's obviously pretty awesome that they're putting out a demo for this before it comes out. Um, it, it definitely speaks to the worldwide aspect of this. What do you think, Danny? Yeah, I think so too, because, I mean, you know, when it first just came out at the Pokemon Game Show, which I went to, um, you know, I was like, okay, that's cool for people in Japan. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, the tons and tons of Pokemon fans here. It's, you know, it's still really huge. And, you know, when I went to the event, I mean, my main goal was just to play this demo. I really don't care too much about the Pokemon card game or any of the other stuff they had there, honestly. But how long was that line out of curiosity for the demo? Yeah. Uh, you know, it said like 60 minutes, but I, got through in like 20 and then I played it like two times and the second time through it was like 10. So oh, it really wasn't, good. yeah, it wasn't so bad. I, it should have been worse, but, um, yeah. Was it yeah, amazing? It was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. And, uh, I'm like a lapsed Pokemon gamer. So I'm really, really looking forward to X and Y. This is going to be the first one I'm going to buy since I think, oh my God, the first one's on the DS. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. So, so wait, so I gotta, I gotta ask. Okay. Who are you gonna start with? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't Alex. even know which version I'm gonna get yet. Froki! Froki. Froki. Good, dude, Fennekin. How can you not? You know what? Uh, you're just gonna be jealous when my water type Pokemon is beating the shit out of your fox dude. Listen, I'm just <laughs> saying, my fox dude is gonna be adorable as shit. We're going to be best friends, and Froki is going to evolve into a literal pile of soapy shit. You know what? But that pile of shit will still be able to beat your fox in battle. So what does that make your Fennekin? Weak to water. And that's it, you <laughs> damn dirty frog. Okay. Uh, I just... I think, as I was saying about the worldwide thing, I think that this is just the latest in a series of worldwide shit that has been going on with X and Y. Like, as soon as Korokoro Magazine uh, leaks with all this Pokemon X and Y news, there's a press release, like, the next day with all the news completely translated with its English equivalent. When Japan gets its obligatory Pokemon soundtrack, the English parts of the world are also getting their own soundtrack, though it's released on iTunes. And I, I just think it's really great that... Uh, Nintendo, and I guess the Pokemon Company, are going all out to make sure that this is uh, everything they promised. Well, I mean, they've been, with each generation, they've been moving further and further towards this. Like, with each step. I mean, I, I, like, wasn't uh, the first time the GTS was uh, um, introduced, you could get a Magikarp in the game from another country with whatever country you were in. Absolutely, but this is the first full realization, which I think is so great. Oh yeah, no, I like, mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, yeah. just acknowledging the fact that they've been like inching towards this with every generation, and now it's finally here, and I, I think everyone, great. everyone's excited. Yeah, and I'm excited because I can play Pokemon in English, even if I have the Japanese version. So that's cool. How is your, uh, how's your Japanese? Out of curiosity, it's, it's not bad, and Pokemon's not really a hard game because it's not like. Uh, very many kanji or anything that are used, so it's pretty easy to, like, read it. And if you don't know a word, then it's easy to just to look it up. You don't have to just guess. Because <laughs> yeah. kanji is, like, ridiculously complicated, and there's no way in hell you can just guess on it. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's worldwide October 11th, so... My I mean, birthday! It's my birthday! 
That is pretty fucking cool, Josh. It's my, that's my birthday present from Pokemon <laughs> to me. Guys, I was waiting for one of you to say this. It's my are birthday. They, are they buying it for you too, the Pokemon company? If Personally, they did, I would cry. <laughs> I have been buying it every day on lunch day. If they did this and went, hey, Josh Max has been doing this every day, why don't we just uh, cut him a break? You know, we'll, we'll get, just give it to him. I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't pre-ordered yet, and I feel totally shitty about that. Are you going to get it from the eShop, or are you going physical? I'm, I might just do eShop. Like, mm. I don't see any reason why not. I mean, if you're getting it at midnight, and you can play it, like, ASAP, it might be a good deal. Um, since I think I'm on the code as of right now for NWR, I, I still might you. end up getting the physical version, just because I really like physical copies, especially Pokemon games, because the cover of X looks fucking sweet. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm thinking about getting the physical copy, but unless there's any benefit, like, if I can't, if I, if I can, if the next, God willing, they're the next generation of Pokemon games is also on 3DS, and if I can't trade Pokemon because they're on the same, like, you know, system, yeah. then it's, and I, I may be a little bit sad about that, but nothing you can really do. How many 3DSs do you have? Did you go, did you buy like an original and then an XL? No, I had an original. Uh, I only have one 3DS. Oh, so you're still on that. Yeah, I don't, listen, I don't have that kind of money. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you do or don't, but like, if, <laughs> if you're one of the people who has the multiple 3DSs, that's, uh, that's like one of the good things about that. Is that maybe you can maybe I can hit up Neil for an extra 3DS. What do you guys think? Just to borrow. Or Don Koopman, he has like 12 3DSs. <laughs> Him and Andrew. Uh, okay, I did not know this. Um, <laughs> uh, I got to write an email, guys. I'll, I'll be right yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with, with the uh, digital versus physical stuff, like here in Japan, man, like for like almost anything, well, first of all, like pricing is a little different than what it is in the States. You know, in the States, stuff is like a set like price for console games and then, you know, for handheld stuff generally speaking. But Japan, it's like, okay, some games are like, you know, 60 bucks. Some games are like 50. And, you know, a lot of Nintendo published stuff on 3DS is like 48 bucks. It's just like basically the, this price. But if you buy the stuff at like a retail store, it's usually you can get it for like 8 to 10 bucks cheaper. So it's usually in my best interest to uh, get the physical copies. So I'm probably just going to go with the physical copy of this. Yeah, did, did, I got a, a whatchamacallit, a thing from, a game, an email from GameStop, and they're like, hey, if you order with us, we'll give you a cool double-sided poster, and I'm going, do I really want the poster? No, it's not about wanting it, it's about needing it. Yeah, I don't even think I need it, though, like, no. <laughs> that's why I'm asking, like, I, don't get me wrong, I love me Pokemons, my Pokemans, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I love my Pokemans, but the poster just looks so boring? <laughs> well, let me tell you what you can do, Josh. If you go to GameStop, I can masturbate all over poster, it. <laughs> well, that, that's after you obtain the poster. But getting the poster itself, <laughs> okay. what you can do is you can pay the five bucks. You can get, you can put it down on the pre-order, and then let's say you get the actual copy of the game somewhere else. Just take the five bucks, move it somewhere else. I guess. I no, I, I don't know. Anyways, we are putting too much time into talking about stuff that has nothing to do with the Pokemon X and Y. Wait, hold on. Me masturbating over a poster has nothing to do with X and Y? That's for another <laughs> segment, Josh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm on this stuff. I'm sorry. So moving forward, uh, also at the Pokemon game show was this video. It was uh, something of a trailer, something of a retrospective of the Pokemon series. It, it had a little 3D model of Pikachu running through the original game on Game Boy, and he was running across all these games showing the history of Pokemon. It led to... It culminated in X and Y, but then at the very end of this trailer, there's a quick tease of what appears to be an unannounced fighting game, or an unannounced uh, HD Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Coliseum-type game, and right around the same time, there were trademarks in Japan and... uh North America, probably Europe too, but at least those two, for Pokken Fighters and Pokken Tournament, which is eerily similar to Namco's Tekken, and as we both know, Namco has a hand in Smash Brothers right now. So, what do you think of this whole uh, business, Josh? This whole HD mini-reveal? Um, 
that God is real and I should start apologizing for all my sins. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I mean, uh, in all honesty, some like the, the, I didn't realize the, the, I didn't re- realize that Pokin and Tekken were the same thing until you just said that. So now my mind is currently processing that. Uh, yeah, it's a Pokemon fighting game, maybe. No, I mean, I got, I, I definitely believe me, the Blaziken Lucario, like, I've, I've seen it, I'm excited, yeah. I'm, you know, my dick is hard for Pokemon. Um, <laughs> oh, guys, absolutely. Yeah. That's a given by this point. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some images in my mailbox I'm not gonna be too happy about. Uh, but I, <laughs> I'm very happy about this, I'm very excited, because if there is, I've, I've played the Pokemon games that people made, uh, there was a really cool one that was entirely in Japanese, so I knew nothing about what it said, but you had, like, support Pokemon that could help you. Like, you know, I, I was Snorlax a bunch. I fought as Blaziken, who I'm assuming by now will be the Ryu of this game. Uh, Lucario will be the Ken. They'll have, have the same moves, even though that makes absolutely no sense now that I'm saying it. But I'm very excited about it. I think that if, it, if they do make a fighting game, everyone's going to buy it because it has a lot of potential. I think that it could be a, very, a great game, but then again, I'm just being optimistic because Pokemon's generally very good with uh, this kind of stuff. Well, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but uh, on Go no, I mean on Go Nintendo. I just read this story uh, that it was someone from the Pokemon Company basically said that when asked about this whole thing, that there's nothing to announce at this time. These are merely conceptual images. Hmm. What do you think that means, Danny? That they're merely conceptual images? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, they're probably just covering their ass for something that they're working on because they're not ready to have it, you know, come out you, or whatever. You think it was a really early tease that didn't necessarily have some uh, fully grounded ideas yet? Yeah, because I'll tell you, because I, I was, you know, I was at the Pokemon game show. I saw this trailer go by several mm-hmm. times, and I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, cool, this is 3D Pokemon, cool, and I'm waiting to play Pokemon X and Y. <laughs> you know, this is it. Yeah. But I, I think I did hear, like, some people just talking, like, oh, my God, it's a new Pokemon Stadium. I was like, oh, whoop-de-doo. <laughs> but yeah, well, I think the big yeah, I think the big deal about that though is that this wasn't just some CG that showed Pokemon fighting in HD at the end, but this actually looked like it was in engine on the Wii U or presumably the Wii U. There was something definitely familiar about it, which which raised you know my suspicions because it doesn't look like you know this isn't just some foreign like oh it's a movie like this is just gonna we're gonna make a 3D Pokemon movie. It looks like an actual <laughs> like kind of like a game, you know? Yeah. And uh, the only thing I really picked up on it is if you look in the image, in the corner there is the, uh, I don't know if it's fighting type or ground type, but in the trading card game, that whole, that that type of energy with like the fist, that was in the top right corner. Hmm. I don't know what that means, but that's what I saw. Just just Google it, or I guess continue the podcast while Googling it. Guys. But it's just something weird. This could be what we've all been waiting for. This could be Pokemon trading card game for Wii U. I don't Wii want U. that at all, Josh. <laughs> Did you not play the original? Because that thing, if they put that out on the eShop, I would buy it immediately for the full retail price. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I would too, but I, I don't want that. If, if there's the idea of like a Pokemon Stadium or a Pokemon Coliseum coming, because I know Battle Revolution came mere months after, uh, uh, what's it called, Diamond and Pearl. Yeah. I want that. I think that if this whole first usage of HD Pokemon was the trading card game, a, a game that is by this point nearly dead. Oh, man. I, if, if in I, Japan, I don't, I don't know about that. You should have seen how many people were there for that tournament. It's, it's it ridiculous. In, it's, it's when there are specific gatherings devoted to Pokemon <laughs> trading card game that it, that it steps out of the grave. Okay. But in general, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's, it's a corpse of its former self. Hmm. Listen, um. listen. I'm a simple man. I'm a man who enjoys his his ice cream cold, his burgers uh, a little juicy with a little uh, ketchup and honey mustard on there, maybe a pickle or two. And I enjoy my card games virtual because, god damn it, I keep washing them and I keep losing them in the wash. It's just heartbreak, guys. You can't wash a game, and if you do, that's your own goddamn fault. <laughs> All right, so, uh, <laughs> well, I will actually agree that video game form is probably the best way to play any trading card game now, because personally, uh, for someone who is just shitting on the Pokemon card game for being uh, dead, roughly, 
I am actually someone who still enjoys the Yu-Gi-Oh trading card game from now and again, and there is no one I can actually play Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> with because it's basically dead. So when I play the games on DS, there is a full online community where I can constantly get in matches, which is very nice. So I can say that even though I wouldn't personally appreciate a trading card game uh, video game version of Pokemon, I can appreciate why other people would, especially in the modern era. So, Pokemon anime. as That's the last story of today. There is a new Pokemon anime titled Pocket Monsters The Origin, which was also announced at the Pokemon Game Show event. Uh, it is based on the original Pokemon games, red and green. It is based on the art of the original, so you're dealing with red and green and not Ash and Gary. Uh, it is said to be an anime special that covers up to Brock, but in the trailer I saw, I saw Lance and I saw a fully evolved Charizard. And in the so poster it's a Charizard. Yes, which is why I assume that even if it's not a full multi-season series like the current Pokemon anime is, maybe this is uh, at least several episodes long. Like, maybe they speed through it, but I definitely don't think this is just one episode unless it's a really big movie. Well, they said it was a special, so, I mean, that leads me, that's like, you know, if I, I'm going to reference One Piece, something I love very much, but they do specials all the time, and and I think this may be in that vein where it's like, you know, they'll either make a, an extra long episode out of nowhere at, or they will uh, do one episode now, wait a couple months, see how it goes, then do the next one. Like, they'll leave it open. But I don't I, I agree with you. I don't think this is a standalone. And even if it is, I don't think they they expect this to just be a standalone. I think they expect it, even if it is a standalone for them to go, all right, let's test the waters. Let's see how many people actually give a shit about this. Yeah, I, I just think it's probably a little more than a one off, though. I mean, I'd love for it to be a one-off. I'd love for it to come to America, first of all, but I'd also love for it to be a one-off, more Listen, than a one-off. that's what the internet's for. <laughs> oh, yeah. That what, and what, do you, what do you take away? It's for Pokemon and porn, but not in the same sentence, because that makes me sad. Danny, what do you personally take <laughs> away from this? <laughs> well, I mean, now that I really think about it, because I haven't thought about it too much, honestly, but, you know, I if they're going up you. to, <laughs> if they're just going up to a certain point, I don't see why they couldn't continue this sometime down the road and get all the way to the uh, end of that thing, the end of the gym stuff, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I don't think, I don't see that as an impossibility. I, I definitely think it would have to carry a faster pace. Like, there couldn't be six filler episodes in a row Ugh. before they go on to the next gym badge. I think it would be badge, badge, badge. Maybe an episode with two badges. And maybe it would be a mini-series instead of a full episode arc. Yeah, that's what, I, that, that's what I'm kind of thinking. Like, what if they just did, like, you know, longer episodes, but they do, you know, I don't know, six, eight episodes, whatever, something like that, ten you know, because the last episode has got to have to be, like, super long and ridiculous because it's anime. <laughs> um. <laughs> Alright, so, I guess, closing it off a bit, one last question for you gentlemen. Uh, since we are at a very interesting point in the development of Pokemon as a franchise, we're moving on to the global thing, we're moving on to uh, new twists on things we thought were established, like the anime... Where do you think the Pokemon franchise is going next, and where do you want it to go, Josh? I'm I'm worried. First of all, I'm I'm take I'm taking a very unpopular stance. I'm worried that it may one day take the MMORPG route. Um, I because I, I would not be a fan of that. It would take a lot of the fun out of the game. Uh, but I think that it's down, like the fact that it is releasing worldwide on the same day is a huge step forward, and I hope they continue with that trend because Pokemon knows who they are. They're past the, the awkward Hoenn teenage stage where they're like, I don't know if people like me still, and everyone's going, Hey man, just come over here. We'll buy you a beer. Like everything's going to be all right. And I really You're 14 years old. We'll buy you a beer anyway. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> so that's legal in some countries, probably. So <laughs> damn foreigners. Uh, <laughs> No, it's, I'm very happy about this. I think it's, I hope that it will continue this trend, releasing a new game, like, hopefully, you know, I think that it took a healthy break between Black and White, Next and Y. Uh, and if they keep this up, I'd be very happy. Just, you know, I don't want any more garbage Pokemon, and I don't want any more 
mystery dungeons that I can't fucking beat because you make them way too hard and you don't warn us ahead of time about how hard they're going to be, so I have to sell the game back to GameStop without ever really beating it, and I cry. You know what? The 3DS one wasn't that bad. It was pretty easy. I didn't play that it one. It was easier than the other ones. Um, but yeah, I, basically, it, I think it's taking a worldwide stance. I hope it continues having this worldwide uh, stance, and I think they're going in the right direction. What about you, Danny? Yeah, I pretty much agree with a lot of things Josh said. I mean, obviously, the worldwide release stuff is great, and I hope not just the Pokemon company. I hope Nintendo just kind of continues this with a lot of, like, their releases. And, you know, most of the time they do Mario stuff and whatever, but, um, you know, stuff that takes a lot more time to, like, localize, I'd like to see that kind of get pushed out in other regions a little bit faster. I think that'd be great. But, you know, as for Pokemon... I think it's great that they're going with this new graphical style and just everything is just, you know, new. It just feels fresh. And I'm excited to play Pokemon again for, like, the first time since, like, 1998, honestly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. I know. I, I definitely agree that X and Y is definitely turning out to be a a true evolution for the franchise. You got mm. the new graphics. Would you even you say got... it's a game changer? Yes, I would, Josh. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's 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 got the new type. It's got some new mechanics. It's got the mega evolution to twist that up a bit. Um, and I think that's all great. I think it's at a point where they've pushed the original concept of Pokemon so far that I'm really curious to see what ideas they have to evolve it that don't just keep it completely stagnant. Like, yes, just as much as you, Josh, I really want a remake of Ruby and Sapphire. But after that, I don't want that. But trust me. Uh, and after that, <laughs> I don't trust you. I got my gold silver. <laughs> I'm very happy with that. <laughs> I'm very curious to see where the franchise can go. Like with other franchises, it's like, oh, I would really like it if they did this. I would really like it if Animal Crossing totally evolved into this huge online community. I have no fucking clue what I want for Pokemon next. I, I'm I'm more excited for just how they're going to excite me. Hold on, so. The last, what my last metaphor. Uh, so would you say that kind of Pokemon is like the best parent ever? Where you're like, you know, you're growing up, and every time you, you have a new birthday, you're like, I didn't know this present existed, and they're like, Yeah, here, it's a, it's a brand new bike. And the next year, you're like, Is this my own TV? And they're like, Yeah, TV, go ahead. Then they give you video game systems, and then a car, and a college. So you know, you they pay your college tuition, you keep going and going. Then you're out in the real world, and right before they die, they're like, Here's my vast fortune. And you're like, I didn't know this type of money existed. And then, even when they die, you still are discovering new things that you never even knew were there. All right, so that'll do it for this week, guys. Thank you for joining me, Josh and Danny. Uh, if you want to hear more segments like this, I'm sure there will be plenty of Pokemon news in the future, in the coming months by the time X and Y comes out. Feel free to tell us in the talkback thread. Again, thank you, gentlemen. Yep. And I will see you all later. Bye. Bye. Peace. like a hurricane here on connectivity this segment we will be discussing ducktales remastered Woo! i'm zach kaplan and joining me are two men who might solve a mystery or rewrite history andrew brown and zachary miller very nice so you guys you guys oh my god you, guys. you ducks you, you they actually refer to themselves as humans on the show which always bugged me yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, or, or people. Is this? Or people. Is this? Yeah. Either of you. Is this your first experience with Ducktales? No. Oh, the game. No. So I'm the only one who 
this is my first time. You were born long after the game was released, which terrifies me. Fair enough. <laughs> no, it's 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 my. I mean, I've wanted to play it again forever, but um, uh, no, this is my first experience with it in probably twenty years. So, Zach, what's your first reaction after not playing it in such a long time and playing a HD voice acted version? Uh, very impressed. Um, I think I was most impressed with the physics. They got the physics just right, which is, is really what makes DuckTales DuckTales. Um, uh, but also, um, kind of on a down note, they really cut scene it up. Um, yeah. Maybe, you know, I think the Amazon level, <clears throat> they do it the most. Yeah, there's there's at least eight uh, items you need to collect before you even get to the boss area. Yeah, and you have to talk to Launchpad after each one. Hey, Mr. McD. Yeah. That's my Launchpad voice. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then um, uh, the moon has a lot of of talky stuff, too. On the NES game, you didn't have those goals. You didn't have to collect coins or collect um, Gizmo Duck's parts. You just went through the stage uh, getting, you know, treasure. I think in the moon one, you did have to find Launchpad's uh, Gizmo Duck's remote control. Oh, you did. You're right. You're, you're right. But you didn't have to find, like, all of his parts. You didn't have no, to No, it was, like, one, one item before you could open up the, life, the the path at the end. Right. So they've really expanded on it um, in that way. They made Transylvania better. Uh, Transylvania was always terrible in the NES game. Um, <clears throat> but, no, it's it's a very, uh, very good remake, and, and I couldn't be happier with the job they did overall. And, uh Yeah. I love that game. I mean, I, I'm still playing it even though I beat it, and I just want to get all the coins up to the top of his money bin. Um, I'm going to admit, just at the start of this segment, I have only finished the Amazon. That's the first level after the introduction. Oh, wow. And that took and that took me two hours. Is so, it because you died all the time? It, it yeah. does take a lot. I mean, for the for people who've never played DuckTales, it is a hard game. Yes. Um Especially the physics. Yeah, I have a big problem with when you're trying to jump and do the pogo stick, and then you jump and do the pogo stick, but the pogo stick doesn't happen, and then you fall. Are you using the the high pogo? No. Huh. Oh, I'm not either. What could be happening is is if you jump and you kind of land on a platform, and then you keep going down, the pogo stick will disappear, even though you're holding B. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it has something to do with landing on the very edge of a platform as well. If there's like little floating platforms or whatever, and you accidentally walk off the edge, you won't be able to initiate the pogo before you land. Uh, I'm I'm not sure why they implemented that in the original NES version. It is the same as as how it's always worked. Um, it's. I guess it's something to do with uh, bouncing, like uh, the way that the sprite looks. You would imagine if you were pogoing right on the end and there was nothing for the the tip of the pogo, the pogo to stick, be yeah. Yeah, it, it wouldn't actually bounce. And that's, I, I guess they tried to implement a, a sort of realism there. Uh, for a sprite-based game, I have no idea why, but uh, yeah. for those of us who have played the original and are used to all like the little controller nuances like that, it's it's flawless. They've actually captured every tiny little detail into how this game plays. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's really just a learning curve. Um, Essentially, it's perfect by not being perfect. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. And and they got his um, cane swing right when he golf clubs his uh, objects. Oh, the animation when he hits the walls. Yeah. That that is just <laughs> it's funny. Amazing. In fact, the the animation for absolutely everything, even the the idle sprite stances, yeah, they're doing the the Street Fighter esque, bobbing up and down and flexing their their fists and and all that, everything in this game looks absolutely beautiful. Uh, am, are they sprites, or is it because uh I have an optometrist appointment next week, so it might just be me. Well, they are. I mean, they're um, they're not. And they're converted to digital. Sprites. No, they're not traditional sprites, but, uh, I mean, they were hand-drawn animation on cell. It's like animating a Disney cartoon. Yeah. Uh, but then they transfer it into a digital medium, and they become sprites. 
it's higher quality than the kind of cheap animation of the TV show. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes. well, yeah. More or less. Um, oh, um. It's an HD, so yeah. that looks good, at least. Higher resolution. Yes, uh, you, you made a comment about how the, the two of us old guys here actually played the, the original game. How, I didn't call you old. Well, well, we are. Compared to um, you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I wanted to ask how familiar you were with the source material, Muzak. Oh, well, um, like, as did, in did the you, DuckTales did game? Did you or? watch the original show? Were you, were you a fan of uh, Saturday Disney? Well, see, the thing is, is the Disney Afternoon, that was predominantly in the 90s, and I was born in 97, so I'm not technically a 90s kid. So I don't I don't get the fun of being pretentious and saying, Nickelodeon shows are the best in the 90s. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we all know those people on Reddit, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, here in Australia, or at least for quite a while, they, they rerun the crap out of all the... We we didn't have Disney afternoon. We had what they called Saturday Disney, which uh, every morning till oh. about midday, they would just run there'd be the Ducktales, the Rescue Rangers, all of that wonderful stuff. Um, but yeah, up until the the advent of like all those reality teenage girl crap shows, whatever <laughs> they are, uh, up until they came on, it was like cartoons all the time on the Disney Channel when cable came around and and all that. So. Did you, did they do that in the States, or have you at least seen some of the episodes? Oh, well, I've seen some of the episodes both on TV a long time ago, and I have one of the DVDs I got for Wicked Cheap, and... Nice. Okay. I can't believe I just said Wicked. I, I don't, I never say that. It's oh, crap. Um, You're forgiving. All right. Um, so, I have seen some of the episodes. I'm actually more familiar with, uh, ch ch chip and Dale Rescue Nice. Movies. Ah, has not held up as well. No, uh, the, I have what the show or the game? The show. Yeah, I guess both. <laughs> um, but well, I liked it. I used to watch it a lot. Chip and Dale back in like fourth grade had the DVD. I got it for Christmas one year and watched the crap out of it. Nice. Um, yeah. I think uh, in fourth grade, just a fun fact, I wrote an essay about why Chippendale Rescue Rangers was the greatest TV show <laughs> of all time. <laughs> you should you should find that. I'm sure it'll be stashed away somewhere in all your old stuff. Maybe my mom has it. Yes, put it on the I'm site. I'm not saying I'm not saying I had a crush on Gadget Hack Wrench, but oh, who didn't it back in? I the was day? like ten. Come on. Everyone's a furry at one point. No. I will say that uh, I really appreciate that Disney brought in the voice actors from the cartoon. Uh, yes. Although the guy who, I forget the guy's name who does Scrooge, but he really uh, sounds Young. like he could die at any minute. Uh, that's nice. But... He's like 93, though. Yeah, he, he is 93. He, I think he does an amazing job for his age. Sure. And, there, there's a little bit of suspension of disbelief where you, you sort of have to go, oh, yeah, he is getting older. He does sound slightly older, but really, if you just listen with your heart, it's it's just yeah, like it's listening to guy. an episode of the old show. And he hasn't uh, skipped a beat on the character either. He gets right into it, back into it. Exactly. Uh, I mean, he has still maintained Scrooge in, like, minor appearances. I, I think they, there oh, was really? that. Uh, what was the show with the Mickey had a nightclub with all the Disney cameos? House of Mouse. That that was the show. That was the show of my childhood. House of Mouse. Yes, and uh, I think Scrooge has made a few appearances in the new CGI preschool thing that my niece has been watching. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yes. So. Uh, hot dog. Hot dog. So. Hot dog, uh, hot dog. Oh God! Thank you for reminding <laughs> me of that. Um, yeah. The. Um, Alan Young, he is the voice of Scrooge McDuck for Disney, so he he still plays the role for everything that comes up. And oh. uh, I spoke with the Capcom guys at E3. They said uh, even for the the, ca the minor cast members who weren't actually with us anymore for the making of the DuckTales Remastered, they do have the current official voice for that particular character. Oh, they, good. They wouldn't they wouldn't specify who. Who was actually still with us from the original cast? But, uh, <laughs> Who's actually dead or not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know if uh, Do you know if Magica Dispel is the same voice? Because she sounds the same. I think 
personally, I think they all sound flawlessly the same. Yeah, yeah, it'd be hard to tell but sometimes. I, I really can't tell. All the all the nephews do launchpad. Launchpad's the only one who I suspect they got a different guy. Because he really? does sound a little different to me. He sounds it was me, so he sound different to me in the in the trailers, but in the actual game, there's it's fine. Okay, maybe I need to rewatch the show and listen to him because he just sounded younger to me in, in the in the game or something. I don't know. Oh, maybe it's been forever since I saw the show. Um, what systems are you guys playing it on? Wii U. Wii U. Wii U. All right, good. I play it mostly on the gamepad, honestly. It looks really good on the gamepad. I mean, it looks great on the TV, but it looks really good on the gamepad. Like, yeah. if, if it came out on the Vita, I'd probably double dip on it. The gamepad <coughs> looks great until you compare it to the TV. Mm. That's what I've noticed. Because mm-hmm. it isn't as nice of a screen as oh, the Vita, sure, or sure. at least in my opinion. Yeah. For some reason, For some reason, I just really get a kick out of playing on the gamepad. I mean, unless it's a big game like Spider-Man or Darksiders. Um, I, I even play the Mario games on my gamepad. I just, I have kind of a handheld mindset sometimes. Oh, yeah. And, and virtual console and everything. It's like your portable space. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, I find it a lot of times it's easier to look uh, on the gamepad. But again, I have an optometrist appointment next week, and I'm apparently nearsighted or farsighted or whichever one that doesn't let you see far away and and everything you mentioned about that in this in this podcast today will be obsolete by next week (laughs) i will update on the next (laughs) now uh now we've covered ducktales what which of the disney games would you like these guys to make next ducktales 2 they already have the sprites oh yeah it would be nice because i've never played that it was like one of the last NES games that ever came out. Yeah, I had it on the Game Boy way back when, and I, I think I traded it in on Donkey Kong Country 2 or something. I, Is it I, like the same game, just with different environments, like a Mega it, Man game? New levels, uh, they, a slightly expanded story from the original. I mean, of course, if they, they remake it, the story's going to be hugely different, but... Uh, but yeah, Scrooge going to five different levels looking for five different treasures, and and Glomgold comes in at the end, and and that it, it's just uh, the same, pretty much the same game, the same physics and aesthetics and everything. It's just you get to explore new places and good, find good new enough stuff. for me. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They already have the sprites. I'd, I'd like to see Darkwing Duck. That is a really good game, and I really like those characters. Maybe a, a remake of the Super NES Aladdin game. Mmm, yeah, that would be good. Are we just saying Capcom games, Disney games? Disney-licensed Capcom games, yeah. Oh, I was because if, if we're saying Disney in general games, I think there was on the Game Boy Advance a Lizzie McGuire game. So, uh, Lizzie McGuire remaster <laughs> might be fun. No, actually, I would have said Castle of Illusion, but that's getting... That is getting a remake. From I think Sega. you can get it right now. I think it's on PSN. Except they don't own anything to play it on. You have a Vita. Oh, it's not on the Vita. That's too bad. Yeah. That, that game could be on the Vita pretty easily. Any game could be on the Vita. I was a little disappointed that the original DuckTales isn't hidden in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. That could have easily been included. I, I, I love the fact that the original music, which we, we completed oh, most nice. over in this... Uh, session today but the the music remakes are amazing i do appreciate the fact that you can play with the original though yeah me too um, i think i, I don't want to be a, i mean jake kaufman is a wonderful musician and he, he i love all the music he does but 8-bit moon theme beats the hd moon theme i'm sorry hmm, maybe it's just I, me yeah i i like all the remixes but they don't hinder my nostalgia for the originals no not at all I don't have that nostalgia going in. So, personally, I don't even... Which theme is the moon theme? I mean, obviously, it's the one on the moon. (laughs) Yeah. I heard they overused it a lot in the game, but I haven't played enough of it, so... Scott, uh, insert moon theme here so that Zach can hear it. Or, Zach, play the moon theme. Or uh, go play the moon level with the 8-bit music on, which you can turn on from the options at the beginning. Uh, you, I think you need to finish the game once. I wondered about that, yeah. 
to unlock it. Yes, yes. Um, so I'll I'll do that in 2016. There you go. Yeah. As for um other re- other additions to the game, uh, I absolutely love the fact that you can dive into Scrooge's money bin. I'm, it's so cool, yeah. I am amazed that it took 23 years for someone to think of putting that in the DuckTales game. <laughs> it's just so mindlessly natural to, to how the way DuckTales should be played. And the the whole experience, you could do it for one minute or one hour, and it would still be fun. It's just ridiculous. Just keep jumping off that rope. Oh, yeah. You know, that uh, money bin also makes an appearance in Disney Infinity. In Disney Infinity. Does it? I don't know if you can go yeah. in it. I don't think Are they going to have DuckTales characters on that game? I don't know. No, we've no. only just seen the money bin in a trailer. It looks like you can no. just plunk it on the grass. and. Boo. Maybe you can go in and swim around in it. I hope so. It, I don't think so. It might make Sorry, the game no. worthwhile. Oh, the game's great, but that's for another second. <laughs> I don't have enough money to put any money into that game. I thought Skylanders was expensive. Aren't they the same price? Nope. Infinity ca- characters are more expensive than Skylanders. All right, whatever. <laughs> so, DuckTales, are we all in agreement? It's a lot of fun. It's a great game. It, it's the way a remake should be done. I don't understand why GameSpot, Polygon, and Edge didn't like it. That GameSpot review was terrible. I don't The The, I don't the opening... The opening paragraph was nitpicking the lyrics of the original theme song more than the game. Well, that's a good way to do it. <sighs> well, thankfully, I just look at scores. Good. Don't read the reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll just see the four yeah. or whatever they gave it. Four and a half, uh-huh. 4.5, yeah. Well, that's generous. Generous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Four, four oh, of them. Can't even talk to you people. Final words, Andrew? Uh... If you don't already have this game, it is a masterpiece. It was originally, um, albeit a little flawed. This new version is is perfect. Get it, if you don't have it already. Get it again. Why not? <laughs> Zachary? Uh, I also say it's a great game and you should get it, although I do caution that people like um, young Zach here, who don't have any experience with the original game, might find it a trifle difficult to get into. Mm. <clears throat> I think the game. I think the. I think the game hinges very heavily on your nostalgia for the original game, and for the original show. It yeah. might be worthwhile watching a couple of episodes online or something if you yeah. if you've never seen it. Those who have played the original game and those who know the original show inside out, understandably, are going to appreciate this a hell of a lot more than anyone else. Definitely. Finally, I think. As a Disney fan, and anyone else who's a gamer and a Disney fan, if they want to play a good Disney game, they should pick it up. Especially since it's only $15. It is. That's a fair price, too. The best thing on the Asian right now. Yeah. Yeah, Can we all just give a good uh, woohoo? Or woo-oo? Woo-oo! Woo-oo. Don't get me started. I'll sing the whole song, man. I don't have time to right now, but I'll do it. I prepared the background music just for that. Ah. Let's do that later. (laughs) Next time. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. All right, and that will do it for episode 99 of Connectivity. As always, you can send your listener mail to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. If you want to send us some happy 100th episode emails, uh, you can do that. Maybe we'll read them on the special 100th episode next week. That would be great. Uh, you should follow all of us on Twitter. Go to NintendoVolvoReport.com and look for the Twitter sidebar on the right-hand side of the page. You can find all of our usernames there. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out Don's eShop interview extravaganza. Uh, it came out in the middle of last week. He interviews 10 different eShop indie developers and talks about their upcoming games and their experiences developing for the platform. It is very, very good. All right, we will see you next week for episode 100.